Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. They'll share life experiences, tips, techniques, thoughts, and tools to help you create life exponential. Life's Inside Track with Ken and Yetta Decker. Moving forward with the Decker Team. Moving forward together with the Decker Team. What about I get a job and start a business? Hmm. We're excited to welcome you to another episode of Life's Inside Track, where we share ideas, thoughts, tools, techniques, and tips that we all need. We all deserve you, I, everyone, get to our house and home where our families thrive and we live the best life possible. And I am Yetta Decker, and I am with my favorite sidekick. <laughs> you have to say that. I do. Because we're married. <laughs> For a really long time. Ken Decker. And so, so really, some, you, some, some say. Some say. Yeah, some say. Some say, burn the bridges, blow it up. Burn Get rid the of ships, a job. Burn the ship. Because, yeah. you know, you have to conquer the, because there's no way home unless you conquer the, 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 the enemy, right? Are you saying starting a business is conquering the enemy? No, I'm using an analogy. Okay. Just like some say, don't cut the ties. Don't blow up your bridge. Mm -hmm. Make sure you have that revenue, the the security, safety safety of a J-O-B. A job. Mm -hmm. And a job is not a bad thing. When you spell (laughs) J-O-B as though it's it's a bad thing. It's like working for the man. Okay, well, it's only because you, Ken Decker, and I, Yetta Decker, are not employable other than for (laughs) short spurts of time. I'm really not employable. Well, you're employed every day for because you interview for jobs every day. The job of selling a home, investing in real estate, or helping somebody buy their home. So you're constantly in the job market Mm -hmm. of a new client to serve. Except it's a short-term contract position. But the nice thing is I get the way to do it the way I want to do it. Right. The way I feel like doing it. <laughs> the way Not that you've proven that it's the right way, effective. the best way to do it. It's kind of, I have some autonomy. And yeah, I just haven't really had a job in many, many, many years. Like 30 yeah, like 30 years since right. I had a job. A real job. And so when he says, a J-O, yeah, a real, real job, job, I don't think owning a business is a real job because it's almost usually when you get started twice the hours. Yeah, it's like having it's two, two jobs. jobs. It's like having two jobs. So how can it be one job? It's yeah, like having two. Because you go do your job and then you're going to come back and do the paperwork and the administration and the marketing and you're wearing all these different hats, right? Right. Rather than doing the one thing that you're really good at. And that's one of the reasons a lot of businesses fail, which we've talked about in previous episodes, because the person's really, really good, maybe at selling houses, or really, really good at doing renovations, or really, really good at the skill that they want to start their business in, and maybe not such a great business owner, because it's a totally different set of skills that's necessary. So really, the point of this episode is you're going to learn... I believe you're going to learn. You'll start to think about anyway, what's right for you. If you've been sitting on the fence wondering and thinking about, should I start my own business? That's got to be an uncomfortable place to sit. Sit on a fence. Sit on a fence. <laughs> when you really think about that, what a silly saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So really, do I burn the bridge, mm-hmm. jump in with both feet, mm-hmm. sink or swim, mm-hmm. or do I keep that safety tether line of mm-hmm. my job, my investor? Right. It's the way I like to <clears throat> explain it. And we're right. going to give a few ideas of what has worked for people we know, what has mm-hmm. worked for us, and ways that maybe if you're thinking, I'm not so passionate about my job, and I'd like to be in my passion zone and create a company around it. Right. Ways of making that transition. Right. So one way to make the transition, as Ken suggested, is to keep the job and use and live that as your investor. Because as you're starting a new business, you could choose to start it slower depending on whether it's a storefront type business, which is really hard these days, or whether it's a selling a product or whether it's selling a service, like the different types of business. If it's something that needs a lot of inventory, then as long as you've got lots of collateral or lots of assets or lots of money, then probably both feed in because that kind of business is hard to turn enough inventory if you're not all in. Mm-hmm. Right. Other types. So first, I think the question is, what type of business? Mm. What type of business yeah. am I wanting to launch? So is it could be something you can run part time, or does it really require? Like getting into real estate is a difficult. Yeah. Like real estate sales, becoming a real estate sales agent mm-hmm. is a difficult business to be in part time. We've seen. Some do it with success. <laughs> yeah. And actually, I, I congratulated one of my agents yeah. who was a part-time agent, yeah. and he was the rookie of the year. Mm-hmm. And I said, wow, that's really great. You managed to make you know X amount of money and do that part-time. And he goes, well, not really. I worked 40 hours in my job and 40 hours a week in real estate. So are you willing to give up your leisure time Mm -hmm. for your passion business or your transition period, whether that's a year or two years, whatever it takes? Are you willing to give something up? Because convictions and convenience don't live in the same postal code. Like they're not on the same block. They're not the same Thing. How often? Is it convenient for me even now that I'm well established in my business? Is it convenient to go out on a Friday night to have a builder meeting or meet and show property? Like, is that really what anybody wants to be doing on a Friday night? Even though I love my work and I love my clients, by the time I've worked all day every day during the week and maybe a few extra hours in the evening, By Friday night, I'm kind of thinking I want a night off like most Mm. people. That's why my my tease in the real estate industry is a long weekend is when you work Saturday and Sunday. (laughs) And Monday. That makes it a long weekend. It makes it a really long weekend (laughs) rather than if you just work part day Saturday. And you've already put in a full week. So I think with businesses, the first thing to consider is can I do both things? Does my type of business that I want to launch allow me or afford me the opportunity to keep my investor intact so I don't have the financial pressures? Or have I saved up enough money so that I don't have financial pressures? Because the biggest reason businesses fail is not 
conviction or passion or desire mm. or commitment. That's not it. The biggest one probably, well, there's two big ones. One is the money. Do you have enough money to keep yourself going when you're in the startup phases? Mm. The second one, which is equally as important, do you have the mental wherewithal? the mental capacity, the language in your head to keep you going when it gets really hard. Oh, you know Because it will. Or do you have the people in your life that can help you? You can borrow their belief for a moment when yours gets derailed. Yeah. And you know what we, we weren't planning on talking about, but I'm going to bring it up. Go ahead. Because when, when you got into real estate, I had a job. Yeah. And then after, uh, you know, a few years of you being in real estate, I quit my job. Mm -hmm. But sometimes within a couple, there's that tension because one may have the entrepreneurial spirit mm. and one doesn't. And one likes the security of working for somebody and getting a regular paycheck. And the other may have the dream of doing something much bigger. And so that tension can be quite interesting. Yeah. And maybe it's bigger, maybe it's different. So really, we just want you to start to look at the questions that you need to ask yourself so that you can make a really wise decision if it's time to keep a job, lose a job, start a business, or maybe even shut down a business. What if my passion is my job? We're excited to be able to have given you free access to over 503 episodes of Life's Inside Track, where we share um, insider tips, making house home, how to grow wealth, and even how to strengthen, heal, and flourish in your relationships. Really, just being able to come alongside you and make the most of all that life has brought you. So, Ken. So, my passion is my job. Mm-hmm. What That's if my passion right is my job? That's where Well, then you're truly blessed. I know. You're truly blessed. I live a blessed. blessed life. You really do. I have a great career. I get to live with you. <laughs> and I have the Lord. I'm totally blessed. You what are could, totally what blessed. What could a guy ask for other than a Corvette? <laughs> and you have. Okay. So in this episode, what are we going to learn? Um, Not how do you whine until you get your corner no. ordered. No. Um, sometimes you may find a job that's your blessing, that, that that's blesses your passion. You, that's passion. Well, every job blesses you because it provides for you. That's and true. And isn't that what we're going to learn in this episode? Mm -hmm. It's really about how do you work with your job so that it gives you the blessings that it, you receive the blessings that's really giving you. Yeah. Or find a different one. Yeah. And is that okay? Is it okay to be dissatisfied with where you're at? And we'll talk about that a little bit. And is it okay to move into your passion area, whether it's a job or a business, creating a business around your message? Because right. sometimes people have a message that's Really, they're calling to get that message out. Right. And I mean, for us, we didn't know it when we started, but really our message is one word at this point. 
And let's mm-hmm. hope we get it right. <laughs> does it start with an H? Yes, it does. <laughs> so not only did I get the word right, I probably am a good speller. Probably a good the spe- first letter. Probably a good speller too. Okay, on the three, on the count of three. One, two, three. Harmony. Harmony. There you go. Perfect. And I think the reason it's become our passion zone is because with being both fiercely independent individuals before we met. Oh my goodness. Were we ever. And then fiercely independent individuals once we got together, it took everything in us to figure out how to make this thing. Well, actually, even when we got together, we were like this. Yeah. We were fiercely independent together. like Sandpaper. Like sandpaper. Worse than sandpaper. And then after a while, we became independent together like this. Right. More like the Lone Ranger and Tonto, because we were both Lone <laughs> who was, Rangers. Who was Lone? Yeah, with Tonto. I don't know who was which. No, we were but both anyway. Lone Rangers. Yeah. But even the Lone Ranger had Tonto. Right. <laughs> so, uh, fiercely and then, independent. Right. And yeah. then what eventually happened? As a couple, we are not fiercely independent anymore. We're realizing that when you have a big message, a big purpose in life, it takes a team. It takes a dream team. To make, to make it, the dream work. To make it work. And so it's taken us many years to learn how to do the dance, not just together, mm-hmm. but now including others in the dance. And yet the core message, whether we're talking about selling real estate, buying real estate, or investing, it really is about harmony within the family, within the decision-making. Harmony meaning you have peace. You have figured out the parts. You're well-educated. You're not sitting there twixt and between and frustrated and anxious and the same thing whether you're going to find passion in your job or not comes down to the conversation about harmony like we really can't have a conversation with you that whether we use the word harmony or not isn't so much the point it's whether the essence of harmony exists in what you're up to even in relationship yeah and so if, you're, if you've got a job that's providing for your family, mm-hmm. that's a blessing. Even if you don't like doing what you're doing, if you do a quality job and you get payment for that, and that puts food on the table, a roof over your head, that's a worthwhile job. Because no matter what job you're doing, you're serving someone else, whether it be your employer, a client, you have purpose. Right. right. And if you decide it's just not the right one for you, because it no longer, you're having a hard time staying grateful. I mean, you can start to tell if it's not the right fit anymore when gratitude for the job or for the position or for the business for that matter is gone or diminishing greatly. I often use gratitude as a barometer for whether or, yeah, is it a barometer? I could use that. Thermometer (laughs) could use that too. Temperature gauge for whether or not I should still be doing the thing I'm doing. If I can't get back to gratitude, then I kind of question myself if I ought to continue doing that job or even working with that client. I mean, I know we're in real estate and I think most people believe we're desperate for every client we can get our hands on and that we got to take the work. If they want us, we have to want them and we have to be able to do the job. And I haven't felt that way in probably about 29 years, 28 years, 
Because if I'm not a fit, if I can't stay grateful, if I can't stay grateful for the interaction, if I get off the call and there is no harmony left in me and I'm full of disharmony or discord, maybe that wasn't the job for me. That wasn't the client for me. Doesn't mean they're not great people. Doesn't mean they're not an amazing fit for someone else. Maybe they're just not the right fit for me. And I think that's a big indicator in a job, whether it's a short-term job. I mean, the good news for me is if it doesn't go well within a few months, I'm out of that job and into another job. And in this market, maybe it's a few, well, three, four or five weeks. That's still probably two to three months because there's closing time, even if the marketing time is a little bit shorter today. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so thinking about gratitude probably can't overemphasize that that is probably one of the best gauges I've ever seen. So I think what you're saying is it's okay to have ambition Mm -hmm. to move on, ambition to get a better job, ambition to move up in your career, whether mm-hmm. it's a business, moving yeah. into business or, or in your, inside your career, yeah. provided you have gratitude for what you're doing now. Right. And that's one of the things, like when I came home and I said, I quit my retail job. Yeah. That was a hard three that was, years. That was a hard time, right? Those next three years were a little more than awful. <laughs> Right. By the way, if you're going to quit and you have a spouse, maybe let them know before you do it. Yeah, it would have been a really wise choice. (laughs) So not everything we recommend to you is because we've done it. Some things we recommend or bring up for conversation is because we did it all wrong and would Mm. never do it that way again. Yeah. And you can choose sometimes who you work for or what job mm-hmm. you do like mm-hmm. a you know a, i went fishing a while back and my guide i said oh what'd you do before this he goes i was a golf pro and i go how does a guy go from a golf pro to a fishing guide like two of most men's most favorite leisure passions he made it his job that's cool that's very cool and maybe that's what you want to do and as ken always says what do you always say You never have to work a day of your life if you love what you do. When can I or when can you get out of the rat race? (laughs) We have enjoyed for over 30 years and I laugh when I go, is 30 years been in the rat race? I don't think so. I don't think so either. So not only helping you buying and selling real estate, but really making life even better. Making house home building wealth through real estate mostly because that's our area of expertise. So we're big advocates of that. So we're grateful that for 30 years, we've been able to come alongside you to build your life and your wealth and your business really. Mm -hmm. And so your question was, can I get out of the rat race? My answer Okay, can I call a friend to get an answer? <laughs> no. Can I no, can I I'm get your, a help? I'm no, I'm your only friend on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is true, my only friend. So when my passive income mm-hmm. exceeds my nut, 
Yes. And that's why I thought it exceeds my nut. You're my only friend on the show, and you are absolutely <laughs> a nut, nut Ken Baker. Yeah. And I'm an expensive nut. You are an so, expensive nut. So, so that's when we one talk of the reasons. Of, right. That, when my passive income exceeds the nut that I live with, <laughs> then I can retire. So that means Yetta will never get to retire. Yeah. So in this show, what you'll find out is what it takes. What is a nut? What it takes to exceed it's not you? your nut. No, it's not. And how do you move? How do you move on to maybe getting out of the rat race or your your job, your job, or your and, business, or your business? Because that's a rat race and, too. For and many. maybe it's you. You have a passion. You have a charity. You have a mission that you mm. want to support, and you want to do that full time. So, at what point is it financially responsible to move into that area? Right. So the short answer is when your nut exceeds your living, well, your living expenses, which is your nut, those things that you must have to be able to have others not care for you or pay your way, so to speak, that's your nut. What are those basic things, your minimum um, living expenses, yeah. I guess we would call it that. And once our passive income, whether it's from business ventures or whether it's from investments in real estate, so real estate income, or whether it's from, which some would say isn't 100% passive, but it's certainly close if you have a property manager, certainly way up there where your money's working for you rather than you're working for money, really. Mm. That's probably one of the easier definitions of passive income. Yeah, or maybe you or saved maybe up enough stocks. money. Yeah, or maybe it's your pension. Many of our clients, their passive income is their pension. Yeah. Their pension is far exceeds mm -hmm. their monthly living expenses, a.k.a. not, although... I will I know, still I'm say Ken is the nut. So I'm the expensive nut. Yes. Because I'm the guy that likes the luxury things. And mm -hmm. so the more than easiest, me. Yeah, so more why than do you. I get the why does it usually get pinned on I think women that we like the expensive things? I think people think Who I'm pins that on I, you? I think society does. We have a tendency to think that the women are the expensive ones and that men are more I think men spend money less frequently but on bigger items mm. and women will spend more money as a general rule we got to be so careful when we're chatting with you and you can't oh, have a dialogue right back I at can us we can both get into trouble because we make some really definitive statements or it sounds like it yeah. that Almost everything, it's dependent on your perspective and the situation right. and the people involved. So it's not all men and all women. And in our relationship, Ken is clearly the big spender. And I would spend the little monies more frequently, for sure. There's truth there. If I see a really good book that I know you would really like, not Ken, but well, Ken too. If I see a really great book that you, our friends might like, or one of our clients or several of our clients, I might buy 50 of them. <laughs> and I, I mean, I couldn't count on one hand the number of times we've done that because it's been many, many times because learning is something we value. Mm -hmm. So it's something that we would then spend. So would that be part of my nut? 
it could be. If you want to continue that lifestyle, then mm. that's part of your your minimum expectation for your expenses. So in this, this can be also for when can I move from my job to my business? Right. So I say, okay, if your business is covering your expenses, then you can move over there. Or for other people where that business income is variable, I will say, oh, when you when it's 1.25 or one and a half times what you're making in your job, then go ahead, say goodbye to your job. Okay, right. so that's one way to to move from the rat race to your passion. And, you know, sometimes your passion can feel like your rat race. It, it, it does. It can. But, so but, we got to be careful yeah. to say that just because you're like, okay. because so, you are a self-employed mindset and entrepreneur through and through. Yes, I am. Yeah. And be careful. So, you know, find the, there's a difference to being able to financially retire or stop the work you do or the passion you're in and deciding not to. Right. Right. Because... Like we could have retired, we could have said, "Oh, we'll, we'll have a slightly less lifestyle, or we'll live in a in a warm climate where the costs are less, and we could mm-hmm. retire on." But I don't feel called to do that. I'm loving what I do. Most serving days, people. there are days you don't love it. Well, I, there's geez, days everybody you, doesn't like something, right. and, and there's most days of the time, you snap at me. Oh, really? <laughs> You just said that like it was a surprise, <laughs> not a newsflash. Well, you know what it is? It's sometimes <laughs> it's always about expectations. Right. Whenever there's anger, it's because your expectations haven't been met. And so sometimes when I'm serving, I love serving. But then other times I've said, oh, tonight I'm going to put my feet up and watch a movie or watch the hockey game or or tonight we're going to go visit friends or tonight we're going to go for a walk and relax or whatever. And then it's kind of, I have to work for somebody or have something. to, you get to, I get to, but I, I have to, because there's a deadline. You made a commitment. Yep. Well, I make a commitment because to serve them mm-hmm. requires that switch. And usually it's then, or maybe it's you that has to work for someone. And then I've got an expectation that doesn't get met. Right. So even in your beautiful passion zone right. where you love what you do right. and you're serving people and you're excited about it, you can have days where you go, oh, I'd rather not work today. It can happen. It can happen. Just whining like that. I don't <laughs> want to like- get out of bed. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so what does that have to do with getting out of the rat race? Well, just saying it's easier to reduce your nut than it is to increase your passive income. Right. So if you're at the point, the breaking point where you right. want to. If you're whining a lot, like Ken just whined <laughs> a little was, bit. Yeah, that was all excitement. That was all acting because really I'm quite, I'm actually very, very pleased with where I am in life and how what I do for for people and how that supports our lifestyle. Super happy with that. Where was I going with that? Both the nut. It's, it's easier to reduce, reduce the, the nut. nut than increase the passive income. Yeah. And yet there are strategies to get your income, your passive income, increased. So we've helped so many clients 
like I'm thinking of them running through my head, wrestle with it, but also come up with a strategy as to how to do that. It's not overnight, but it can be done way quicker than you might anticipate. And sometimes it's changing real estate. Sometimes people move from a big home to a small Mm -hmm. home because they want to change their nut. Right, exactly. So we're honored to be your partners and your advocates on the journey of real estate and life exponential. Moving forward with the Decker team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.